0: Hello, this is Christine McDougall, and this is Sunday Syntropy for February 12th, 2023. The topic, the journey to confront the truth about our work. The following story describes me over many years. I was captivated by an idea for solving a significant problem, applying myself wholeheartedly and unreservedly to this idea, and giving my all being squeezed out emotionally, spiritually, and physically in the process. I'm sure I'm not alone in this. You may share this experience. Awakening after a while to the shocking realization that I had been dedicating my life force energy to rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic after it had hit the iceberg, hoping my work would keep the boat afloat. I wanted to feel like I was doing something good. I wanted to be a social entrepreneur. I wanted to change the world. I wanted these things with every fibre of my being. I also wanted the accolades of being seen doing good. The good girl, alive and well. The heroine, risking everything for the world. My identity was invested in this story. My friendship groups, my reading material yet scratched not so far below the surface, and I did not want to rock this boat too much. Rocking the boat looked like being too edgy, too far out of the fringe to be part of the acceptable group, and I wanted to be part of the acceptable group. The fear of being an outcast rattled my interior to the degree that the change I was creating was just enough to appear big, but insufficient to make a backlash from the incumbent system. Who wants that? To be targeted, hated, ridiculed, trolled, threatened, not liked. I wanted to be seen doing a good thing, a right thing. So I played at rearranging deck chairs and polishing guardrails. It sucked, and I was miserable living a nice, safe half-life, deceiving myself that I was content. But some part of me knew what I was doing. Yet along the way, I learned so many things. This was not the wrong path for me. It was a training for the real change path. Battle scarred through the eye of the needle, broken down into an idea compost. All the necessary preparation for real transformative change to emerge. One where my fear of being liked, accepted, and seen as the good girl doing the right thing became a relic fear. Yay to that. Eventually, the call to do something for real transformative change became far more significant than my small egoic self. Out beyond me, you, or today. For an article on this, I've put the link in the show notes. Centropic World Purpose, Purpose, and Purpose. If we take a beautiful idea about the transformative change of anything and then reach into the business-as-usual toolkit for the same system, structures and tools used daily by businesses, how can we expect transformation? This would be like changing the costume of a predator and expecting the costume to change the predator into a kitten. Here are a few items that live in the business-as-usual toolkit. Limited liability. Traditional accounting. GDP as a measuring tool for economic success. Economics detached from a bounded home planet. Monetary finance that is predatory and cares less about anything but the ROI in dollars. Leadership that dominates and diminishes. Technology that has exploitation woven in, often so subtly that we do not notice. Technology as the wonderkind. The Great Solution, in ignoring the complexity of beautiful humanity in the process. The processional effects, the consequences, the externalities are forgotten as we rush to disrupt for the sake of disruption. For an article on procession, see the show notes. Yet this is what we do every day. Never question the substrate of the tools we use, like the fish that doesn't examine the water. I wrote an article on this, Deconstructing Illusions, also in the show notes. I did this for years. The intrinsic driver was longing to be seen as smart, cool, and brilliant. During this time, I spent hours coaching executives in major financial institutions who admitted in the very private moment of our conversation that they knew that they were perpetuating the very system that was breaking earth and her creatures down. Yet they also knew they would not stop participating, even though they knew. They had children to educate, mortgages to pay, status to maintain, investment portfolios to increase, power to accumulate, all valid reasons, until they are not. As Anand Jiradaharadas has written, Winner Takes All, The Elite Charade of Changing the World, link in the show notes, Many of our current billionaires attempt to make themselves feel better for creating the very companies that have cost the earth by now becoming philanthropists. We might honour them for finally doing good, or we might wonder if this is a kind of guilt tax. As he writes, I agree that the world does not need a single billionaire. How about we not screw the earth and her creatures in the first place? The journey to confront the truth about our work is an inner excavation, yet at the same time, we apply ourselves to learn what our operating system, water, looks like. The journey commonly begins with denial. No, this is not possible. When I first read Buckminster Fuller's Grunch of Giants, uh, link in the show notes, I thought he was a conspiracy theorist regarding global finance. Yet Bucky never wrote about a cabal of men, the 12, or the Illuminati, so common in the whispered voices of ardent conspiracy theorists. Still, he did write about the design of human systems creating the ecology for the outcomes our Earth and her creatures now face. When we awaken to the harsh truth that only transformative change will work, we might go into a funk of helplessness. What can we do? It's too big, too hard, too painful. I could never make a difference. I'm too old to start. It will not happen in my lifetime. In an interview with Krista Tippett in 2015, Grace Lee Boggs, aged 100 years, said this, demonstrating that all of our excuses are simply another clutch at staying safe. The link for this interview is in the show notes. The opportunity we now have to reimagine everything, to reimagine work, to think of it as productive not only of things, but of well being, to think of governance in a different way, to think of education in a different way. What an opportunity, what a time to be alive. There are so many creative energies that are part of human history that have been lost because we've been pursuing the almighty dollar. We no longer recognize that we have the capacity within us to create the world anew. There's something about people beginning to seek solutions by doing things for themselves, by deciding they are going to create new concepts of economy, new concepts of governance, new concepts of education, and that they have the capacity within themselves to do that, that we have the capacity to create the world anew. This was what Grace said. Grace, as an Asian American, chose a life of revolution because she was an Asian American during a time when her skin color was not acceptable. It was revolution or diminishment. Real transformative change takes time, decades, centuries. It's messy, unpredictable, chaotic. What can we do? After we have confronted the truth and identified the water we swim in, we might start right where we are, with what we have. Educate ourselves. Ask the impossible questions. Seek others. Find a purpose far more significant than our desire to be liked, to be the good girl or boy, the hero or the heroine. Take the first step. Pause. Review. Consider consequences. Keep learning. Listen with exquisite attention to the multiple feedback mechanisms. Look for synchronicities and flow. Work together synergistically. Repeat one small step at a time. I love answering your questions. So if you have any questions for this episode or previous episodes, please visit syntropic.world forward slash podcast and click the orange button. Hi, Steve from Melbourne here my question is hi this is robin from warm and sunny tanzania my question is good morning this is uh, michael Freiber from germany my question is hi this is colleen in the netherlands my question is hi this is cindy from beautiful cambridge hello i am paul epping from the netherlands and my question for the podcast Bonjour, my name is Dorothy from Brussels, Belgium. Hi, my name is Ivan from Cali, Colombia, but I'm living in Bali right now. Um, so my question is. Hi, I'm Michelle Armstrong from Northeast Victoria, Australia. My question is. Hi, this is Lorraine in Montreal, Canada. And my question is. And that completes my question. And that completes my question.